needs a refill. I got a squad with a list of complaints. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Just, just when I thought I'd be able to forget it, you, you brought it back into my memory. <laughs> Oh. Jesus. It's funny because I remember this came out in 91. Did it really? And I know that it's 91 because I listened to this and that's they keep saying 91. I remember like 91 was like such a new new age. Like this guy's wearing a suit with his cigar. Talking shit about vanilla ice. <laughs> How is, is that what it is? He's in a field on a throne, and the 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 background music is um, Sledgehammer. Yeah, Sledgehammer by what the hell's his name? Peter Gabriel. Yeah, Peter Gabriel. That's right. Oh, that's that. I I don't know about you, but it, <laughs> you feel like music in general from like the early '90s was just awful i feel like, like there's like late a, 80s a, early 90s it had to be a span i don't know maybe like of six years i'd say probably just arbitrarily 87 to 93 were just like the i don't know like mainstream music i guess you could say like i don't know and any like a, a bell curve it had a bell curve so <laughs> like the early 90s it was garbage and then towards like the mid to late 90s that's what we continue to listen to today in fact yeah. most of that music is what we add to the show yeah and then, you know then it was like at its peak in like the early 2000s like i mean there's some yeah. stuff that i like listening to that's that's but it's like kind of niche stuff like I, I don't know do you even know who slaughterhouse is i thought that was a game on like some yeah see some... i i that's that's those are some guys <laughs> that i like that's like an m&m crew it's like detroit but like there's there's like these pockets of guys that I really like listening to. Those guys aren't even together anymore. Everybody's beefing with each other. But like that's got some stuff that I'll listen to. Some of the guys that you they started in the early two thousands are still going. But those were like the good ones. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like Jada Kiss is still good. Push ah. those guys are still good. But then like I feel like some of the newer guys, I just can't get into it. Like I'll, I put on like today's hip hop or something like that at the gym and i was just like skip 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 yeah like i i just can't get into any it's just like and it's funny that because i remember family guy made a did a skit on it and it was just like rap was like the music was playing the guy's just kind of like talking over it and then i don't know if it was stewie or one of maybe it was the dog he was just like i don't know is it me or did hip-hop get really lazy right lately it is it's just like i don't i, I don't know it's I, I feel old, like saying, "Oh, well, you know, the music nowadays sucks." But I, I don't know; it just really does compared to like what we listened to when we were, we we're like in our teens and early twenties. It's just totally different. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Like, you know, I, you know, back in the day, I had a had a stereo system in my car and had two. Of course, everybody did. Is that even twelve inch? I don't think so. This kid's I don't think so. But it's like I hear like some of the rap that's playing, and it's just like. I don't know. There's like no, there's no like, there's no like, I, I don't know how to describe it. it, it like it doesn't have a, like any, any heart or soul to it, which is kind of strange to explain, but it's like, it has like, I, I don't know. There's, there's no substance to it. Whereas like it's, rap of like the mid nineties was just fucking unreal. 
oh my god you had nas jay-z like everybody that you're talking about like greatest of all times that's the oh, absolutely yeah that's the exactly that they all came from yep it's funny that you mentioned like you know putting your system remember like when you were younger you would get your car and you just like you couldn't wait to put your system in it now when you go car shopping you're like oh this one has a bow system already in. yeah we're good <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Suppose like the crap that came in those in the the cars from back then. <laughs> well, it still makes a difference in some vehicles. I mean, yeah, it's I I have a Bose stereo in mine, and it's just it's I, I love. I can't imagine not having a good stereo system though. But I think even if I did get a car and it didn't have the Bose system, like I would still I would still end up yeah. buying something aftermarket. All of a sudden, it's like twenty year old me going back yeah. to like Boomer McLeods or Planet Hi Fi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> know those places are even existence anymore but i don't think anybody like when's the last time you were driving and you just heard like the thunderous bass from a car that you used to hear in the early 2000s all on the regular funny funny you mentioned i was actually just literally just thinking about it so i so where we live it's happened multiple times i know we're kind of like on a a bit of a tangent in terms of what we're going to talk about tonight listen i'm already it's our show fuck it here's here's where just start it now man Absolutely. Basil Hayden. Still trying there we to go. This basil Hayden is so delicious. I know, me too. Uh, we waited so long, most of my ice uh, melted. But anyway, that's fine. That's yeah, exactly. I put myself half a glass of it. Um, oh, salud. Start off with that. Yes, sir. So, um, for several times last summer and the summer before that, even throughout the winter, periodically throughout the winter, we'd hear like this distant um, Hispanic music. Um, I, my wife being Puerto Rican, she she recognizes it and she's like, "That's that that's bachata," which is like typically a, a like a, a, a Dominican origin, we'll say. Uh, and uh, like we would hear and it'd be going on like past 10 o'clock at night, sometimes midnight. We're like, what the fuck is that? Where the hell is that coming from? Like, it literally sounds like it's coming from the woods behind my house. Like, th- that's how that's how clear like we could hear it. So <laughs> we did our we, we called cops multiple times. Like, if if I didn't have any kids, I could care less. Otherwise, I'll fall asleep through anything unless it's like really loud right in my right in my front yard or something like that. Then it's a different story. But. Yeah, I got kids who are trying to go to sleep. They, they, we need to be up early in the morning and shit like that. I, I don't want them waking up to some some bullshit. I, I don't care what kind of music it is. Just like keep it, you know, keep it. Be civil. Keep it low. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Be civil. So long story short, we called the cops multiple times. They investigated. They 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 couldn't find where the hell the music was coming from. So my I decided to take a ride one night to try to see where the hell this music was coming from. So once I left my neighborhood, I could barely hear the music anymore. I'm like, but let me let me drive down into the neighboring city over here to see if if I can hear it. And I went to one area and I started hearing it and I started driving a little further into <laughs> into that area and I heard it even louder. And then I got to this area where it was literally right where the DMV is here in 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 the city near where we live in Waterbury. And I see all these cars, it, like literally at 1030 at night, just driving into like this, this like parking lot of these factories, these abandoned factories. And I'm like, is, is this where the hell this party's at? So I drove in, I drive into that area and there's like literally dozens of people just hanging out. 
and and you can hear the loud music going on. I'm like, this is the fucking music. So I, I round the corner and I see a Honda Civic. And you want to talk about you want to talk about big ass speakers. That's fucking so Honda Civic. The stereotypical. <laughs> yeah. So the this Honda Civic had had the speaker box on it that had to have a dozen speakers in it easily. And I swear to God, I'm not bullshitting you when I tell you that this fucking speaker box was probably about was probably about the size of like a, a small billboard. It was probably bigger than the fucking car it was on. It like literally the box was was on top of the roof of the fucking car. And the thing is, is that what, they cr- strapped the thing on there with bungee cords on the way. I don't know what the hell they did, but like so the the reason why I bring that up is that the reason why we were able to hear it in our neighborhood is that we live at the top of a hill. And so the way the the speakers were turned, they were basically turned toward our our area, toward our town. And the sound just basically rode right up, right up the valley, up up the hillside, up to where our neighborhood is. It was just, it was so so odd, and like it, it happened multiple times. And you know, I have uh, I have a neighbor that's a that's a cop here in Waterbury, and and he sent guys there to break it up multiple times, and they had to arrest the guy, confiscate his speakers and shit. And then it happened multiple times after that till till finally my my wife got got pissed off and went there and just went off on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the angry Puerto Rican woman. Oh yeah. 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 My my neighbor actually had had to hold her back from from uh Tempers blowing up on on one on somebody there. But yeah, it was That's just funny. it'd be like a random couple years ago. So that was like wasn't that like like middle of COVID times? Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, there's secret raves going on in your neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it was like dozens to hundreds of people just like would go hang out and just listen to to this music. It's just so weird. Get, Which I mean, they they didn't bother anybody otherwise. But it's like, dude, at ten thirty at night. I mean, come on, during the middle of the really, week. Like, how, do you really need it that loud? Like, do you really need it that loud? Like, yeah, exactly. There's been time. Like, think back. Like, I get it. Like, times growing up. Like, going to like you go through like your clubbing phase, right? You're mm-hmm. going to these bars, and you're like, I get it. The music's going to be loud because people are there to listen to the music and dance. But then, like, you know, sometimes it's like you ever go to like just have drinks with one of your buddies. You stop at one of these bars, but it just happens to be like karaoke night, oh, and you God. walk in, and, like you're trying to have a conversation, and you're just like, "Will this fucking Elton John wannabe shut the fuck up?" <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like I, it, it, you know, it, there's a bar in town that I'll never go to again because it's like every time you try to go there, it's like, oh, we have a cover band. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not here for the cover band. I give a shit less about the music. Oh, well, it's ten bucks to get in. I was like, ah, I'm all set. Peace out. Fuck that. Well, yeah, like you're basically to telling shitty me... music. <laughs> well, listen, man. Sometimes I want to go check out a band, but the thing is, is that you're you're telling them like, hey, we want you to come in here. Like you basically told them like, hey, I'm I'm. I mean, that's your cue anyway, right? Like, forget about the cover. Like, you don't want to go in there because there's a band playing. You're just trying to have it. And so that's your cue to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well. But so it's funny, that. you know, you mentioned this, mentioning COVID. It's, it's funny because mm-hmm. you had sent me the link for an article and just in, in regards to the... What is this? The indoor vaccine mandates in U.S. cities, vaccination behaviors. So this article is, I kind of glossed over it. What did you take from this? 
I mean, it, th this one's, I can't say there's there's much surprise. The space, what it comes down to is that, you know, indoor vaccine mandates, meaning like, you know, they give the example of New York City where they had this mandate where you could only go dine indoors if you had, if you're vaccinated and had proof of your vaccine. Like, there were looks at just dining. It was everything. Yeah. Like, did you yeah. do anything? I went to a, I went to a play in New York City and I had to show vaccine. Yeah, it's just, it's, so basically what it came down to is that, um, these these mandates really didn't didn't push people to get vaccinated more so it, it which i can't say i'm surprised I me mean, when you whenever you try to force anybody to do anything um without adequately explaining why you're asking them to do it um um it, yeah it just doesn't it never pans out well so Trying not to laugh. I'm looking at myself with the max headroom thing going on there. You're having a serious conversation. <laughs> well, I was trying not to laugh because I, all I saw you doing was this. I'm like, is, is he disagreeing shape. with what I'm saying? What the fuck? No, completely agree. I mean, and it raises the question, you know, if something like this were to ever happen again, which chances are down the road, possibly very high probability is, are these the, the approaches that we take and it, did you see the um uh, the, the guest on saturday night live this past weekend it was uh, no woody harrelson and in his monologue okay. in no. his monologue and he actually and i was surprised to see it one coming from a hollywood guy and two it's on saturday night live which has a an extremely progressive stance on pretty much everything right yeah but he had a joke and he was talking about how you know, last time he did COVID or last time he did Saturday Night Live was in, I think, October of 2019. And he was like, boy, has a lot happened since then. <laughs> and But he ended up saying he was talking about he's like, he was like, yeah, you know, I remember after the show, somebody gave me a script for a movie. And basically it's about these drug cartels that um, basically lock you in your house. And until you take their drugs, they don't let you out. And he was just like, he didn't even really mention the, the virus. He just mentioned yeah. like these drug companies get the, these cartels get together and they don't let you out of your house unless you're taking their drugs. They force you uh -huh. to take their drugs or they won't let you out of their house. He's like, and I thought the script was so crazy, but you know, <laughs> here we are, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of mandates, uh, but by any stretch of the imagination, me, you could certainly make arguments for them, but if you really want people to, to get vaccinated against something like this, and you have to give them good reason to do so, not necessarily force them to it. You have to, oh, you, you have mean to like be like Blasio was doing and giving oh, away God. cheeseburgers. Well, he's, he's just the, you're giving away the, the exact thing that makes it worse. The things that yeah. make COVID worse were, were obesity. We found that out. And obviously mm -hmm. respiratory illnesses, but we're going to give you things that contribute to obesity to help you combat COVID. Yeah, exactly. And and then and then keep you indoors and prevent you from going outdoors. So you get adequate vitamin guy. D. Right, vitamin D, which they found like didn't they say like sunlight almost killed it instantly when it was airborne? Well, yeah, I mean that that that's the case with with most viruses and most pathogens. You're gonna see that happen. But I mean it, vitamin D on beaches. It's just idiotic. It, it just the 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 level the level of idiocy that I saw during this pandemic was completely breathtaking. It really was. I mean, I, I 
again, I, I worked through H1N1 back in 2009, 2010, and it wasn't even on the same, it wasn't even the same universe in terms of how nutty things were. Uh, it, it was relatively normal then with, we had busier hospitals and yeah, it, that was a walk in the park compared to COVID. But I mean, just this, like the, 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 the social impact that it that it had was just was nothing compared to COVID. It just well, I, I don't know I don't know what the, COVID, I don't know what COVID happened. Locked people in their houses. COVID shut down businesses, kept kids out of schools. People were working from, and it's funny because now you're seeing a lot of these companies say that, "Hey, listen, you guys got to show up to work. It's time to get out. You're going to have to buy pants. You can't just buy shirts." Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, just like it, it was the just the the exploitation that that government officials had, not just here in the U.S. but throughout the world, with this was just absolutely mind-boggling. But it's crazy how they were all on the same page, with the exception of like what Switzerland, Sweden, Switzerland. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I know what Sweden was, had some. Some it was a Scandinavian country that didn't yeah. do any lockdown and everything, and everybody kind of looked to them like they were like the world's guinea pig, and they actually turned out. They had the same results as everybody else. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's a crazy thing, right? I mean, telling people that you can't go outside. I mean, you're still seeing, you know, some form of lockdowns move across China. And what mm -hmm. the heck's going on? Like, all of a sudden, like, we're... Anything that was, I don't know, just bad to say about China maybe two years ago is now, like, everything's on the table now. This whole lab leak theory is gaining traction. Yeah. I mean, when Trump talked about it, it was xenophobic. It was basically everything under the sun. Like, it, it was just, it was rhetoric. You couldn't talk yeah. about it. It, is, it was, it, but now, now everything is, it's, it's game on, right? I mean, the reason I say it is like, so you have this Chinese lab leak theory that's going on. Mm -hmm. There are these balloons, as they were seeing more of them. I mean, there was an article I read, and I think I might have shared it. It was just like talking about how, you know, it would ask the question, like, are, are these balloons from China? And it yeah. says, probably. Probably. How is probably even a word that you're using in journalism? Yeah. Like, that's the, so now you're just casting your own theories as a journalist, like, yeah, this is what it could be. Like, where's your, where's your background? Who's saying this? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's gotten just, very lazy. But the amount that's like being drummed up against China, just like everything, it's like now it's just, we're piling it on. Well, with the rhetoric and going back and forth, I feel like. I feel like, like I said, I mean, now we're putting pressure on Chinese, China to, to basically disclose the origins of, of COVID, which we were pretty lax in doing initially. I mean. Well, I mean, my, my thing with to the it fire is. On it. Yeah, I mean, my my thing with it though is is what's going to result of all this. So I mean, like you have you have Republicans that are basically like jumping up and down, like 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 kids that want to scream out, "I told you so!" But at the same time, like you know, they're like, "We need to hold the the the, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, hold them accountable for this." Okay, and how do you plan on doing that? Are you going to slap sanctions on them that they don't give a shit that they're just going to they're they're going to tiptoe around? Um, you think that are you going to go to war with them? What are you going to do? You're going to try to tell other countries to stop trading with them. That's not going to happen. You're going to try to get the WHO to 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 you know condemn them when the WHO is basically or you know they're in WHO's pocket. 
it's it, nothing's going to result of this. So, so as far as, as far as like all these Republicans that are coming out and like, you know, saying all the stuff, all we need to hold them accountable for, nothing's going to come of this. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that nothing's going to come of this. Well, as far as that goes, I would have to agree with you. But the thing is that we're not only talking about, you know, holding them accountable and a couple politicians. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of rhetoric that's coming out of Washington that's pointing their finger at China, whether it's, for now we're we're going back to the lab leak theory right mm-hmm. um but it's also you know as this whole spyware balloon spygate thing happens as well and they talk about just basically you know like you said sanctions against china but what it's going to force china to do is just align itself with russia which they're already talking about acquiring weapons through china to use in ukraine yeah. so they're already working on building an alliance right mm-hmm. and then the, the I added these two two little articles here because it didn't make sense to me. One week we're talking about, where is it here? We're talking about how Ukraine was able to destroy 12 Russian tanks and 10 artillery systems in one day. Basically, when this article came out, we were talking about how the Ukrainian military was decimating Russia's on-the-ground forces, including all their armored vehicles. Yeah. So... Let's see here. Um, details, total combat losses of the Russian forces between the 24th of February 2022 and 23 um, in that one year span 3,375 tanks, 6,609 armored conduct, 2,373 artillery systems. I mean, the list goes on. And yet we're, we're, we're talking about this is what they're doing without our help. And then we just sway and then Biden's saying that, hey, we're going to give their military 31 Abram tanks. Well, it seems like they're doing pretty good without them. So why are we just giving them these weapons that they clearly don't need? I mean, every time there's certain media sources align themselves with these ideas where they'll, they'll say that, you know, that, that that we need to at all costs support Ukraine, Mm -hmm. but it seems to me like Ukraine's being doing a fairly good job of defending their country on their own. So it begs the question, why are we so invested? Unless we just don't give a fuck if we go to war with Putin, because he's already said that he he's not leaving nuclear annihilation, essentially. He's not taking it off the table. I mean, he's yeah. referring back to NATO and it's, it's wholeheartedly a possibility. And and instead of all these things going on over there, the whole politics that involves China and involves Russia and these little games that are going on. Meanwhile, we have our own citizens getting toxic chemicals dumped on them, which, by the way, good to see East Palestine is going to have these the trains running through their communities again as those trips with the hazardous materials have resumed. Uh-huh. But all this is going on and still... I, I get alerts talking about Donald Trump's daughter and stepson or son-in-law getting in di- getting subpoenaed for for court. Like these are the things that are, are they're flooding the media. And why aren't the real issues? I mean, if, if somebody listens to Ocho and the Civ podcast, they're getting more of what's actually happening than the fluff that's being exposed in the actual media. It's disgusting. Yeah, I agree. It's it's just. It's, it's, it's just, it, for lack of a better description, it's fascinating to see. And and I don't, and again, I don't mean that in a good way. Um, It's almost like, it's almost like you're trying to, you know, like you're being distracted from the real, 
from the rural issues. So I, I, I don't know. And I keep seeing things like, you know, well, you know, what, what could, what could Joe Biden have provided if he went there, if he went to East Palestine, as opposed to going to Ukraine? Well, I mean, he certainly really can't do much just by showing up, but it's almost like, it's like a morale booster. You know, at the same time, I think about it. If you have a kid who gets hurt, like just say like your, you know, your kid breaks his arm at, at you know, whatever soccer practice or, you know, twist their ankle at, at, during a soccer game. And you take him, to, you know, you take him to the ER to get checked out and to get evaluated. Yeah, you're really not going to be doing much. Like you're not going to be doing anything hands on, but you're not just going to leave him there and go home and say, well, you know, there's nothing for me to do here. So I'm just going to go home and fuck it. We'll let everybody else take care of you. No, you're still going to be there to support them. You're going to be there, you know, to to comfort them. And that's 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 really what people want to see. They they don't want they don't want to feel like they're being abandoned. And that and I think that unfortunately that's the that's a perception that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. You know, even even with Pete Buttigieg going there, I mean, he went there almost three almost three weeks after the incident actually occurred. Yeah, what can he do directly? Nothing. I mean, he's he's certainly not not going to get his his hands dirty. But at least going there early on to say, you know what, we're we're here to support you morally. It, it, at least it gives people a little bit of confidence in their elected officials, regardless of of if something if something good is going to come of it or not. It it could have absolutely no impact on on the on the end result, but at the same time, it's more of a morale booster, you know. Yeah, I mean. When... So, so to say, like you know, oh, what was he going to do versus going to Ukraine, where that affects the world a lot more? Yeah, I okay, you can, you can make that argument, but with all due respect to the Ukrainians, who's more important to the president of the United States, the Ukrainians or the American people? Begs he was the elected. question. I mean, you're giving the floor to the Russian president, president, prime minister, Zelensky, president. Prime Minister. Ukrainian president? Ukrainian, Ukrainian president. I mean, you're giving him the floor of Congress, right? Mm-hmm. In prime time to give a speech. But yeah, I, I I I agree with you. I mean, nobody's really expecting Biden to show up with a with a mop bucket and and you yeah, know, and some rubber gloves and start scrubbing rocks. I get it. <laughs> but you know, I mean, this is something that you would expect. And then when Trump actually did. And like I said, I, I'm not a Trump fan. I've said this on time and time again. But at least he went to where he should have gone. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of, I found humor in the fact that he was giving away Trump water. But at least he was giving away water. You know what I mean? This is a resource that people actually need there to survive. You know, there's there's concerns about the, the drinking water there and the chemicals that were released. And it's a disaster. And yeah, the Buttigieg finally did show up. And it's disgusting that one of the biggest complaints that people have in, in the whole idea that he showed up was that fact that he wore leather boots and not rubber boots because it was such it was so disgusting. Like the ground like But why aren't you paying attention to the fact that it's the ground that's disgusting that he would require boots other than just leather boots? You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's a reason that 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 you're making fun of him for that aspect. Yeah, people that water enters the water ta- or that, that those chemicals enter the water table gets evaporated like we discussed last week just talking about the temperature of some of these chemicals and what they burn at eight degrees Fahrenheit mm-hmm. so when something bo- boils steam rises 
Mm -hmm. airborne like but three weeks is unacceptable and this guy's basically turning his back on her as he goes overseas and gives this speech where he looked like he was trying to like i didn't know if he was i didn't know if biden was coming on stage or 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 bruce springsteen it was just the pomp and circumstance that was involved in it was just ridiculous and eventually biden with all these amphetamines that they're cranking up on the gate to get any speeches it's gonna just (laughs) it's gonna be doomsday for that guy soon oh god you know i mean he falls down the stairs again and then they're saying that maybe it was they're saying oh no it was a staffer he's rather or not he it was him that fell down the stairs it's certainly him when he fell up the stairs again (laughs) you know if it weren't real it would actually be comical but because it's real it's probably even more comical it's funny though you see like i said there was the the, the monologue with the monologue with uh woody harrelson but there was a blurb i saw it was charles barkley he was talking about uh voting for all stars or something like that he's like yeah we gotta t- we gotta take away the vote from the from the fans because some of the you know making basically saying like this person shouldn't have been in the all-star <laughs> game and he's like we gotta take the, the vote away from the fans and he's like yeah but it's it's the fans the people vote for what they want He's like, well, we also let the people vote for the president, and look what happened. <laughs> uh, good old Chuck Barkley. I like him. I yeah, like him. me too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's just a lot of, a lot of just very strange things going on right now, and, and a lot of it just doesn't make sense. But I, I, again, I think one of the things we have to consider is you know, is all this really a distraction from the real issues that are going on? And it's it's hard to it's hard to say no. It's hard to it's hard to refute that claim. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but I mean, when you watch the actual world news, like the, I mean, the stuff that we're mentioning here, like just connecting the dots, it kind of gets glossed over. But it gets glossed over in such a way, like if you actually just pay attention, just like I did with the tanks, like they they report these stories, and it's like they report them not so much back to back i mean maybe back to back days where one ukraine is making such advancements and the next day it's like oh we struck a deal we're sending over more money i mean just when this happened we're sending over 500 million dollars when there's a derailment when when people could use some of that money to you know to just get fucking drinking water but i I don't know basically when i look at it i just see somebody that's putting the welfare of other people before the, our own citizens. I mean, look at yeah. taxes, right? I mean, we, like these taxes are, are taken from our paychecks and then, you know, maybe you'll get a refund. Some people owe money, whatever, but I don't think anybody owes as much money that would purchase a, a, an Abrams tank for Ukraine. I mean, there's a significant portion of, of, of taxes that are, are taken up. Like we don't have these, we don't keep these things in like a war chest. Like, yeah. Some shit could happen tomorrow, and we've already spent all our money on other countries. Yeah. I mean, not all of it. I mean, we'll just print more, right? We just, that's what we do. Yeah. But for generations to come, instead of paying down our <clears throat> own national debt, we're just giving it to, to somebody else. And granted, I get it. In the beginning, we wanted to show solidarity. We felt they were unfairly being invaded, and I get all that. But we but want the... to help them get off the ground and I, and I support that. But when it gets to a point where you're showing that you, you know, your, your team's good, your, your team's win in the game, 
you don't need to you don't need to add ringers yeah you know what i mean does that make yeah. sense yeah and but the thing is too is why why aren't we putting as much pressure on on the rest of europe to to really to really contribute to this like how much are they actually contributing to it i mean realistically th this affects them a lot more than it affects us it like, really sh does. should this should this spill over from ukraine into the rest of europe it, it affects them a lot more than us now yes you could say you know that triggers the whole thing with nato and blah 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 and that pulls us into it but at the same time it's still it's a similar situation just like world war one world war two the majority of the battles are going to be fought on european soil so again, why aren't they contributing as much, if not more, to to support Ukraine as opposed to us? What, what is it about us that that is that that we're throwing dumping so much money into it? It's just an off-color thought. Like Europe, whenever Europe needs a new uh, investment in their infrastructure, they just have a have a war stage there, so everything gets knocked down and they could rebuild. <laughs> It's a decent strategy, but it, it's you, like you, you said, also thin you know, the herd. You do thin the herd significantly. There's a reason why Europe has been in existence as long as it has, and they haven't overpopulated. That is true. Mm. Very true. But See I mean, where you you're going with this? Yes, but you mentioned like Europe. I mean, Europe is so small that I mean, without living there, I mean, it seems like. Rails, the rail system is a pretty popular method of transportation from even country to country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very popular. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely have a, a bigger stake in the fight for sure. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, is, is their military industrial complex is, is deeply rooted as ours is. You know, I mean, uh, I went yeah, to. That... Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't think they have much of a military industrial complex. Which, I mean, the thing is, like, I went to, here in Connecticut, I went to the, the Science Center recently, and there was a wing that was sponsored by Raytheon. Mm. And, I, and I, I laughed, and I, I said to my, to my girlfriend, I was like, do you realize who that is? It's like, no. And I forgot what it was. It was like robotics. It was yeah. like a robotics wing. Have you been there? No, I haven't. So there's... no, I've I've been there. Just I don't recall going to the robotics wing. Okay, so there's like this wing. It's got like a bunch of different robotics and all that other stuff. And that wing is sponsored by Raytheon. And she's like, "No, I think it's really great." I was like, "Do you know what they are? They are a defense company. It's a defense mm -hmm. contractor." Which I get, like you know, Lockheed Martin and Boeing gets thrown into the heap too. Is I mean, just because they make airplanes, but they make them for commercial use as well. That's pretty much where you hear them. But yeah, yeah. It's one of yeah, the largest defense contractors in the country. They're in the business of destroying shit. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Bring your children to be educated by us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll show them how to how to annihilate people. <laughs> right. Good God. But that's it. I mean, you know, and, and like you said, it's just that's really I mean, you have these politicians that are fully invested in it and in these companies and you know so they do have a dog in the fight and unfortunately it's at the expense of other lives and i think what this what this conflict did was it gave the opportunity to preserve the military industrial complex throw money into it without sending our own citizens in it because what gets the most pushback rightly so right is when yeah 
we send our our young into war. Mm-hmm. You know, when everything first started, even when after we were attacked by the Taliban, right? We were mounting our our invasion of the the, the caves of Afghanistan, and mm-hmm. you know that I mean, basically, you know, just like, we were leery about it because we are sending our young. And then when it expanded to Iraq, there was a little bit more cynicism, we'll say. And then, you know, as that escalated, you know, then, you know, is is Bush founding an unjustifiable war? Well, this gives us an opportunity to utilize those those companies, make an investment in them, mm-hmm. without without the pushback that we're losing our own citizens. Yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a very opportunistic, you know, endeavor for for these companies that just survive solely to annihilate yeah uh what a strange times we live in it is it is but all that stuff's going on but you know trump's getting subpoenaed for fucking who knows what now tax tax issues or whatever i mean they're all in on it i mean you have pelosi who's been in in office for how long in san francisco my brother's in from from California who who takes trips down to San Francisco regularly. He said it's it's disgusting. In fact, tonight when I was driving with him, one of yeah. the things that he mentioned we're we're on the highway and he's he's like, you know, it's pretty nice to go underneath these overpasses and not see tents everywhere. <laughs> that is true. You know, and you know, it, I mean, you you've you've told pretty interesting stories about going to San Francisco and I know other people that have gone to San Francisco for, for, for conferences, for, for work. And one of the things that was actually told is don't wear any nice shoes because they will get ruined walking around here Yeah, between the fecal matter that's on the sidewalks to the crap. You know what he told me that they actually suggest leaving your car unlocked or the windows down because if your car is going to get broken into, you might as well save the, the window from being smashed because that's not a deterrent they're just going to smash your shit and take it because there's no repercussions yeah and and this is this is the thing that 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 absolutely blows my mind is so california has 40 million people i think i think 40 million at least they had i mean with the, the mass exodus that occurred they may be significantly less than that but i mean there's 40 million people say that live in California, the vast majority of which live in the major metropolitan areas, San Francisco, San Diego, Los Angeles, Sacramento, we'll just say at least those four major cities. Um, how are you not tired of, of, of this bullshit that's going on? Why do you keep voting in the same people who allow this? Because they're familiar it's, faces. It just it, it, but it, but it make like I. How does it not register in your head that oh, it's better for me to leave my windows down or my cars unlocked, so people could go in and take what they want as opposed to them smashing my windows, which is which is a bigger inconvenience for me. How do how do you not view that as being a violation of your of your personal property? It, it that that it it completely blows my mind that that they allow this to happen. So you could blame the politicians all you want, but it's really the people of California that that don't want to push us anymore. As far as I'm concerned, like they're they have to be brainwashed to the point where they're they're okay with this. That that's the only explanation that I can possibly think of. 
like how do you how do you not have that desire to protect what's yours right are you uh, like right. are you completely devoid of of any sort of of any sort of personal pride is has has california completely brainwashed you or and completely pulled your soul out of your body <laughs> do you have do you not have a heart altogether like what the fuck is going on with california it's really like it's like a it's like a real life modern day island of misfit toys I, I I can't I can't really understand what is going on with the people there. Like, how does this not piss you off to say we need we need serious fucking change? Because this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, how is why, this okay with you? I think that the reason why is because obviously it's a it's a very progressive environment. But I wonder if the opponents that come to the table, the people that I mean in local government, which would be somebody like Pelosi, I mean, it's not it's essentially local, but I mean, it's not a national election is what I'm getting at. It's just right. by the, those, those districts. I mean, they're pretty progressive. So I, I wonder, I mean, it's, it's tough for an incumbent to one, Pelosi has been there so long. How do you establish a bankroll to try to take her on? Yeah. Two, most likely, you know, even, even if you have that, somebody from you know somebody trying to overtake her on that like a democratic pick uh ticket even if they were to get through i mean they're going to take over they're, they're going to have to take on a republican and is a republican going to win in the land of hyde nashbury most likely not right i mean no and i uh, yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying there, but at the same time, is that if as somebody who, you know, if you're one of these people that is of you know this this serious, I don't know, liberal mindset and this progressive mindset, if these things, if these injustices keep happening to you, or they keep happening to you, where somebody's breaking into your car on a regular basis, at what point do you say? I'm fucking tired of people taking shit from me. I'm tired of people destroying my property. Like, are you are you that brainwashed to say, no, you know what? Just take whatever the fuck you want of mine. I, I don't care. You know, I'll keep working and I'll keep producing so so other delinquents can take shit away from me. I mean, like, what, what kind of a person are you? I mean, I, I understand if you want to be sympathetic toward people who are less fortunate than you and you want to provide some sort of charity. I get that. But when you when you completely give up any sense of of I, I don't even know how to describe it, like you you have no you have no pride in yourself. You're 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 no longer a person. I don't know. You're, you're no longer a human being. Do you think that there's a possibility that some people that think so far progressively that if they get robbed, their first thought is, well, you know, it was somebody that needed it much more than I did. I'm sure there's people that are like that, but I, I, it's it's hard for me to imagine that that there are an overwhelming number of people in California that are like that. It's it's just it's hard for me to to really say with confidence that people in California are so fucking brainwashed into believing that that they're okay with that. I just I have a hard time believing that 
I, I can understand people who are sympathetic, who are ultra liberal, say, like, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, uh, unfortunate people financially because of psychological illnesses and so and so on and so forth. But at, but at some point, like you, you have to draw the line. I mean, right. people by nature, we're, we're very territorial. I don't give a shit what anybody tells you. If you're not territorial for your family, your your property, your belongings, all that other stuff, you're I, I don't know what to, I don't know how to describe you. You're like a fucking jellyfish. You have no spine, you have no soul, you have no brain, you have no heart, you have nothing. You're you're not a human being anymore. You're you're just you're just poor protoplasm is what you are. <laughs> I just I, I I don't know I, I any other way to describe it. Like I how do you not have the balls to say this is my fucking territory, this is my property. If you keep fucking with it, I'm going to I'm going to knock you out. And and how how do you not go to your city council? How do you not go to your elected officials say enough is enough? I'm tired of this bullshit. I I I don't get it. It's it's beyond well, my comprehension. Is, right. I mean, we were using California as as the example and obviously Pelosi comes to mind because she's the one that has been there. San Francisco was her district, but then you see issues like when her house got broken into and her husband got hit in the head with the hammer which was weird is after seeing the whole video, but whatever um, you would think like, okay, the issue should be that crime is escalating. It's getting out of the, out of control to the point where, and he wasn't the first person. Well, he was the first person to break into her house. But remember there was that woman that kept jumping over the fence and she was, she got arrested like in Pelosi's yard. This happened. So like when the crime is showing up <laughs> into this at the time, the speaker of the house is, front yard yeah you think that there would be some changes but there's no changes it's just uh, business it, as usual it's it's, it's bizarre in washington it's bizarre it is it is it is beyond comprehension like if i had if i had a homeless guy just come take a shit on my on my front porch i'd be pissed i'd kick the shit out of him like, it, it just it, it it's it's I don't beyond think I would be able to it's beyond my comprehension as to why these citizens allow this. It's it's almost like they they feel like it's almost like they forfeited all of their rights to the government, and the government can do whatever the hell they want. And the government that's keeps exactly what these. some people want. But but this is but this is what I don't understand. Like where, at what point did you give up? At what point did you did you cut your own balls off and give it to the to the government? <laughs> Like what? What was that breaking point where, like, you know what? I'm just gonna castrate myself because, up. yeah, I give up. I'm just gonna let everybody do everything for me, and I'm just gonna walk around like like a hopeless soul. But I think you know, some people did have enough of it. I mean, a report that I just looked up when I was trying to check your your figure, which you're all correct, thirty nine point two million people in in California. Although, well, since that census was taken, it's slightly lower because the um, estimated exodus from California. Uh, over the past couple of years is 500,000. Hmm. That's, so, that's a lot. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of tax revenue. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that people don't realize as the taxes, you know, you certain taxes and they go up. I mean, I could speak just from my experiences here in Connecticut. When you start raising corporate taxes, that's when the corporations start to find other places to live and they do it. They do it and they take their jobs with them. I mean, there's always yep. an offer for the, some kind of assistance usually for 
um, getting the you know some employees to follow them down there. But even then, I mean, the packages it might sound good at first, but to sustain, you're just it's a slow decline. Companies don't exist for making money for their their employees. They provide for their employees, but they they exist to make their owners money, the exactly. stockholders money. You know, the people that that are invested in the company. Those are the people that make money. Other than that, you're just a, you're in a company. You're middle. You know, it's. Yeah, it, it, I mean, you can make that, a you can make a great living. I'm not saying you can't, but if you're making a great living, how about the people above you? You know, all yeah. the money that LeBron James has made playing basketball and dribbling a ball. How much money has he he made? You know how much the the, the people above him have made. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, you think, he, you think he makes more than the owner? No, you think he makes more than the owner of the Lakers? Not at all. No, not a fucking chance. No, and the thing is, is there the guy that owns the Lakers is. He had. He, he's not. It's not like one day he was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to buy this team, or maybe he did, but it wasn't an easy task. Usually, you need uh-huh. a lot of investors. Yeah, unless you have a shit ton of money. Yeah, which a lot Saudi of those people guys? do. Those Saudis. Those Saudis. Yeah, whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you see that in like Europe with some soccer teams. Yeah, I think I think P, uh, Paris Saint Germain. I think they're owned by the country of Qatar. <laughs> I think. Interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. They, they were looking to. There, there was another team that was up for sale. I don't even. I don't know if it was Manchester United because they're looking to sell Manchester United. And I wonder if they were inquiring about it, but they were like, oh, I, one of the questions was they weren't sure if they were allowed to own two different teams, especially because there's a potential that they could play each other in the Champions League. Mm. But isn't it crazy? A country owns a team that plays in another country. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a foreign concept to us over here. But it also explains why they could afford to have Neymar, Messi, and Bappe on the same team. Yep. It's such a good team. Yeah. Such a good team. Agreed. With the, with Donnarumma as their goalie. Yeah. Yeah. The Italian phenom. Well, it's the only time yeah. he's getting any action because it certainly wasn't in any World Cup. That is true. <laughs> so you posted this article here. I saw this, uh, the secrets in our skies. We shot down four objects floating over U.S. airspace, but gave up looking for three. What were they? And what mm. is the government not telling us? What did you take away from this article? Like what I saw was, you know, it, it was funny because reading it, it mentions how it was like secrets are buried under the under the frozen sea in Alaska, so one of them got shot down in Alaska. They were unable to retrieve it. The other one was in the Yukon, uh, Yukon territory, right in Canada. Mm-hmm. So it's densely wooded, can't get to it. Yeah, <laughs> we had the one shot over Lake Huron, which was most likely a hobbyist balloon, <laughs> and then whatever else. But when I saw the the title of this article and saw that you had sent it, I, I was like. He's he's still fantasizing of his UFOs. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was fantasizing about. But when you get about, I don't know, I want to say about probably a quarter of the way down the article, you know, one of the, the questions that it asks is, first things first, what are the odds China is behind all this? Mm-hmm. Yes. And this immediately after that early. is, yeah, probably. immediately after this is high. So, yes. so well, basically what this article is alluding to is that, these other 
these other um, balloons supposedly that were shot down have some sort of connection to the Chinese Communist Party. So, yeah, they could be supposedly, you know, from some uh, hobby balloon group. Um, but I, it just it just seems kind of odd that a, a hobby balloon group would launch a balloon into the atmosphere at 60,000 feet or 40,000 feet. That it that that it just like what it, to me it's like what's your end game? Okay, so you so you like balloons, <laughs> so you're just releasing fucking balloons into the atmosphere. That happens, I I would say probably thousands of times each day when kids just completely, uh, you know, lose grip of their of their fucking mylar balloon. <laughs> it just floats <laughs> off into into the atmosphere. You mean to tell me there's a, there's a hobby group that actually does this on purpose? It just seems kind of odd. So, you know, what the article is basically, like I said, what the article is alluding to is that, you know, these supposed hobby groups that release these balloons just for shits and giggles um, are do actually have some sort of connection to the Chinese Communist Party. Um, and I would remind the audience, too, that the article that we pulled this from was from the free press, Um so the free press is basically these rogue journalists that have left places like um, the New York Times and a couple other mainstream media outlets that aren't exactly known to be uh, uh, conservative media outlets um, ha- wrote this article. So it, it kind of gives a little credence to the idea that, you know, they're probably giving a little more information on this than the mainstream media probably would. So I would tend to trust them more than I would the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think what, what this is basically coming down to is that, you know, these things that we shot down recently probably have something to do with, with the CCP um, in one way, shape or form. And that's, that's concerning. So. Yeah. They're aligning themselves. Like I said, this is the Alliance. Mm-hmm. So, with all the technology available nowadays, Chinese are spying on us with fucking balloons, <laughs> and we're shooting them down with four hundred thousand dollar missiles. Exactly, I mean, unreal. It's, it's, it's gonna be like, somebody up there with a slingshot just popping them. <laughs> yeah, but see, it, it, but here, here's the thing. I mean, as funny as it is, I think one thing we have to take into consideration is. You know what China is doing, and we're we're constantly behind the eight ball with China. At least what's what's being what's what we're being exposed to in terms of what's going on with everything. China's smart. They're not they're not trying to engage us directly in some sort of confrontation. They're they're kind of they're doing everything in a roundabout way. So if you if you think about everything that's going on, so they're not, you know. They're spying on us with balloons. Okay, so that that's one thing. Um, they have a lot of their their college students come here to study. Now, there's a lot of of issues with espionage that that are going on. Or if even if that doesn't, even if it's not espionage, they're here to study legitimately. A lot of them end them going back to China and taking a lot of that knowledge back to China to help with their industry in terms of what they learn here. So they don't. So we educate these students and then they bring that all that knowledge back to China as opposed to keeping it here in the United States. And we allow that on a regular basis. 
So there's something I saw recently that um, there is over 350,000 Chinese nationals that were enrolled in our in our um, in our universities here in the United States, whether it's for engineering or it's for something else. Um, and yet we only have maybe like a couple hundred uh, American American nationals that are over in China studying over there. So there's a vast discrepancy between what they have over here studying and what we have over there. Um, they steal intellectual property. Um, they're sending lots of artificial fentanyl here into the United States, which is killing 70,000 people a year, you know, give or take a few thousand, to be honest. Um, they're buying up farmland here. They're buying up ports. So they're they're doing a lot of things very passively to try to destroy us from within. And yet we don't seem to be seeing what they're doing. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are kind of, you know, yelling from the rooftops about this, but quite frankly, it just doesn't make any sense as to why we're not being more aggressive toward them. It's just it, it's it, we we have a lot of opportunity to really grab them by the balls, and yet we just don't. If we repatriated a lot of our manufacturing from China here to the U.S., we would they they would basically crumble. They would crumble to the ground. They don't have any natural resources that they could really rely on. They need to import a lot of things, including food. They can't even produce their own food to 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 feed their population let alone other natural resources for, for energy production. They need to import all of that. And yet we keep propping them up and it just doesn't seem to make much sense. Like they should really be working for us as opposed to us working for them it just, it, and for the rest of the world for that matter. It's and yet for some that. reason, for some yeah, reason, the, the us, you know, we here in the United States or the rest of the world, we just keep, we keep just bowing to them. It just doesn't make any sense. I, I, I can't. It's beyond my comprehension. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. There was a, a podcast that I listened to recently, and the guest was who was it? I'm trying to find it. Um, basically, he broke down. Oh, Peter Zihan. Yep. He's on he Joe Rogan's out, podcast. Yeah, he just came out with a book called The End of the World is Just the Beginning, Mapping the Collapse of Globalization. So and basically, he, that's one of the things that he touched on was talking about how China, I mean, if if everybody cut off China from, you know, from, from importing food and, and such, I mean, a large portion of the, a large populace of their, their country would just die from famine. Yeah. It would just they would have they would have no food just which I mean if you look at the, the stereotypical Chinese uh, citizen they are not exactly the most overweight people which but yeah. it's funny because I I see that China does have a large percentage of obese people is what I what I've seen something about their BMIs or something I could be mixing that up and maybe I am. I think that's that's a, a Far East thing altogether. I don't okay. think it's really. I don't think it's it's exclusive to China. Is it, that it's just it, correlated as, to like the the show of of wealth. Yeah, as soon as they start eating a Western diet, 
you start seeing a lot more obesity and, and metabolic disorder that occurs. Yeah, that's right. And that, it's fat fucks over here. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, hamburgers and fucking French fries isn't exactly the most healthy thing for anybody. Even though they're so good. good. Hamburger. They are so good. If well, they're so bad for you, they should stop making them so delicious. <laughs> well, the, the problem is, is that it, the majority of the hamburgers that are consumed, they're usually in the form of fast food, which is just fucking garbage. But if you get a good quality hamburger, it's not exactly, a, you know, it's not junk food. It's actually very nutritious. But anyway. Yeah, but what's the sense? What's the sense? Yeah, but even you make a good hamburger at home, that thing's greasy as fuck, let's be honest. Yeah, but I mean, if if you're getting it from, from grass-fed beef, it's not exactly bad for you. It's not exactly bad for you, but given the two options of which would taste better, you're going to get the one that's maybe... 80 20 lean as you know not necessarily something that's you know grass-fed oh i I, i'd still prefer the grass-fed i mean whatever one is on my plate well yeah but (laughs) if i'm making an have a choice i'm definitely going grass-fed especially if you throw some sauteed mushrooms on there a little slice of swiss Mm -hmm. maybe some gorgonzola or Blue cheese melted on yeah, it. This is the best pop- possible conversation to have as we're ready to wrap this up at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go raid my fridge after this. Uh, seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know, man. You got anything else you want to get to? No, just the the only other thing was I, I know we were talking before about, um, about the indoor vaccine mandates. The other interesting thing that occurred recently is the idea that uh, masks really had no help whatsoever or gave no help whatsoever for COVID infection. Which is um, hilarious because like, I, well, I've seen, I think New York, I could be mistaken. Yeah. New York has, has lifted their mask mandate and I believe hospitals. Is that true? Um, most hospitals still have it as far as I know. Um, and it's just, that's hospitals. It, it is what it is, but yeah, I think for the people general going into the hospital are typically not well. So exactly. So you want to try to avoid them getting serious infection. Um, but I, you know, I, at the very beginning, I remember when we first started this podcast, you know, when, when COVID really broke out here in the U S in spring of 2020, um, we did mention masks probably aren't going to do anything. Um, as time went on, things evolved. We did mention, you know, maybe help, maybe masks do help to try to reduce the spread of actual virus that's expelled out into the environment and may potentially help to reduce severity of illness. Now, one thing I want to mention about that is that with the with the the paper that was mentioned, and we'll, we'll try to post the the link to the actual uh, research article that was published. It was a it was a Cochrane review, which is considered to be like the gold standard of studies that are published for for medical literature. Uh, what they basically with with the conclusion that they came to is that masks, whether they were cloth or some sort of like the, the medical grade surgical masks really gave no, gave no, no greater protection against acquiring the, the virus and getting infected with it than not having a mask at all. And 95 masks in, in another series of studies really show no difference from cloth masks or the surgical masks. So it basically comes down to that masks really had no effect on on actual infections. The thing I tried looking for in the study itself was determining how severity of illness was affected in this. And 
I ran a search specifically for the search term severity within that particular paper. There's 22 times the word severity came up in this 100 whatever page article or this uh, study. And very few of the of the studies that they compiled into this that they analyzed actually looked at severity of illness. So I think the un, the unanswered question from here is, did masks actually affect severity of illness if you actually contracted COVID infection? Well, this is I what think, we were discussing with the viral load, right? Exactly. And I think this is this is the one area that is still unanswered. So I wouldn't draw the strong conclusion that masks do nothing whatsoever. Um they, I think they still probably do something, but until I see something about severity of illness and how that was affected on masks, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on the fact that, you know, we just completely get rid of masks altogether. Yeah. I mean, I'm the layman in this, but I could see the argument being made that it was when, I mean, because look where we are now, I mean, we didn't get to where we are now, you know, just by people wearing masks, you know, I mean, uh -huh. it's something that was expected right from the beginning, it's going to burn itself out, basically, eventually. And I think, yeah, I, I could see, I could see both sides of the coin. I mean, I could see the viral load being, you know, kind of offset. And maybe that uh -huh. did contribute to, you know, people weren't taking it on. It's not, you know, basically being contracted and then passed on as, as as wholeheartedly as it would if you kind of took on a big master loogie in your mouth but i think it could be said that it, it's something that was basically trending downward anyway by the time we were really making the argument as to whether or not masks were working yeah so i i, I could see both sides of the coin and like i said this is as the layman in, in the two of us yeah yeah, it's just interesting because I think, well, my my issue with this whole thing that that's occurred is that, you know, we've we kind of made this out to be like it's a black and white issue. It's either yes or no. And I think that that's the wrong approach to all this. And we've mentioned that from the very first episode that we put out here. It's that there's a lot of there's a lot of gray areas in this and we need to take that into consideration. If anything, we need to learn from from this moving forward with other with future pandemics. And again, it's not a matter of if they're going to happen. It's a matter of when they're going to happen. Um, so I, I just hope that in future generations, when the next pandemic comes, we learn or we take this information and we apply it to those actual pandemics. Um, hopefully our society is not as idiotic as it is now. So, But that <laughs> remains also, to be seen. What country creates the next pandemic? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Looks like a good time, man. Yeah. Everybody's in tuxes and shit. Everybody's in tuxes. It's like a... This is the funnest wedding ever. <laughs> of course, pre-COVID. People were yep. able to, to congregate like that. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, oh, preview yeah. to next episode. We want to get into the banning of books. 
is something I've been wanting to touch base on because it's just it, it, over the past couple years, it's just really. Yep. Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot on that recently. Alright. And with that, folks, <laughs> my video is completely shutting down. <laughs> with that, folks, we will see you at next episode. Until then, peace. peace. Ow.